welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am very excited about. He is a legend in the comedy world and in the world of TV. He's been writing TV shows for as long as I've been alive. And, uh, I mean, I'm hoping he's enjoying, you know, his life in quarantine because we're all here right now. And I'd love to hear what his take is on the whole situation. I'm talking about actor, writer, director, Larry David. How's it going, Larry? <laughs> I'm not enjoying my life in quarantine. <laughs> y- yeah, uh, how- how's it going over there? I... <laughs> it's the same, right? You know, I'm, uh, I go outside and uh, everyone's wearing masks and people get uh, a little bit too close. And that's how I felt before. And uh, now people are still too close. Uh, people are still getting too close to you? Yeah. Uh, like, are they staying at least six feet away? Nobody knows what six feet is, okay? We, we all say six feet. We understand what six feet is. I think when people think six feet, they, 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 they say they know. But the truth is everyone's staying about as close as a hobbit. See, I, I generally do the rule of thumb because I'm like six one, so I'm like, if I was to yeah, you're, uh, you're a tall guy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I I do the rule of thumb of like, if I could like drop down and do a push up, would they be in the way? And if the answer is yes, they're too close. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, do Do you have like a measurement of six feet in your head? Like, what does six feet mean to you? Six feet means that I could not possibly get spit uh, when you are chewing a Girl Scout cookie. That's six feet. If you're chewing a Girl Scout cookie and you're, you're chewing it and you're enjoying it and then the spit comes out, if I can't get hit, six feet. There's a big projectile with a Samoa. R- really? But like, uh, would they be chewing without the mask or would they have the mask up and chewing? This is if they're, they're chewing without the mask. Now with the mask, you got peripheral spit you got to worry about. You got your left side, you got your right side, you got it coming up from the top. It's like a bra. That, that, that's fair. Um, so in quarantine, are, are you by yourself? Do you, do you, are your kids there? Um, who, who, who are you uh, shacking up with? <coughs> uh, I'm alone. Oh, are you okay there? You, oh, I, <sighs> no. I, a little tickle. I got, I got a tickle in the chest. It's, it's nothing. Uh, uh, I'm alone. Sure? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a tickle. All right. Uh, oh, okay. Everyone freaks out. You get a tickle, and suddenly everyone thinks that you're dying. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm just looking out for you, Larry, because you know, uh, it's you're you're up there in age. You're you're 72 years old. You're one of like the more <laughs> vulnerable people. Vulnerable. Okay, I think I, because I've looked bald for 25 years, people think I'm I'm, I'm worse shaped than I am. You're you're 72 years old. That's that's pretty old. Yeah, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner are 98. Jews live long. Everyone knows that. I I mean uh that that's fair, but I mean we we, we don't live well, but we live long. Uh, I mean you're always complaining about some kind of problem you're dealing with, and like it gets me concerned. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Life has problems. What? You want me to be quiet? Uh, I think there's a charm in, in me complaining. I think, uh, I think people like it. I think, uh, I think it's what people come to me for. Now, you're like known as someone that doesn't like being around people. Is like quarantine almost an oasis for you? Well, 
two things. Number one, I'm alone in the house. I still have Leon in the back. So I'm alone, but I've got Leon who's like having six people at the same time. Number two, uh, before when people call you, you could say, ah, I'm busy. I got a thing to do. But now everyone knows there's nowhere to go and you have nothing to do. I, I take like 12 Zoom calls a day. I'm not alone. This is, in, uh, this is worse. You take 12 Zoom calls a day. I I'm going to like address a little bit of an elephant in the room right now. Your audio quality is like a little uh, spotty, you know. See, I, uh, I'm, I'm talking like you now. Eh, yeah. I, do that. I, I, I do that quite a bit, actually. Okay, that's good. I like that. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but like you know, it, it's just like a little like there's a little like pops and stuff. What are you? You're recording on an iPhone right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm recording on an iPhone. Well, like, I would imagine you have a nicer setup. You've got quite a bit of money. Yeah, I don't use it. What, what, what are you going to do with it, then? What, what am I going to do with the money? I got a you, house. You have almost, all my, what am I going to do with it? You have almost a billion dollars. Your net worth, last checked, was $950 million. Yeah. You get a house, you get a car, you know, health insurance, a couple trips. After that, it's just pointless. Just sitting there. So so why don't you like use it towards like you know putting back I don't know like making content from your home I I'd imagine you would like have a podcast oh, or something What I got to make content for I made the most successful TV show of all time I, I don't need to make any more content I get to, I get to stay home and and and, and sit around Yeah um, I mean that's also stop like, people from asking me It seems like you're still making stuff I mean the 10th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm came out this year Okay true it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a documentary. It's, it's, it's fun. I get to, I get to keep making that. So you're right. You're right. Yeah. Good. So, so why, why not make a podcast? I mean, you didn't need to make another season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. When you do a podcast, it's, things get lost in translation. You can't look someone in the eye. You, you can't see if someone's lying to you. you Wait, know? What do you mean if you can't see if someone's lying to you? Well, in, in real life, you can look at someone. You can tell if someone's lying to you by just looking at them? Take a good long look at them. Or tilt your head left, tilt your head right, go forward, backwards. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. When was the last time you looked at someone and they, like you could tell that they were lying? Um, John Edwards. John Edwards? Uh, wait, which John Edwards? John, John he ran for president. He, he, yeah, he, asked, yeah. Me to, yeah, he asked me to donate uh, money to him. And I said, uh, are there any, anything I need to worry about? Uh, you know, is there, are there any scandals? Are you going to make my money look bad? And I looked at him for a long time, and uh, I knew. You, you knew he was a liar? And I knew he was uh, having an affair. You, you can tell he's having an affair just for him, from him asking you for money. Yeah, you, you can see it in his eye. Yeah, it, it's, it's a goy you don't trust. So wait, why didn't you tell anyone then? Well, who's gonna believe me? Larry David says John Edwards is sleeping around. That's not my business. That I, I don't give him the money, and then uh, I give it to Obama, who's a I mean, terrific I, golfer, by the way. I mean, that was a while ago too. You're talking like, like almost twelve years ago. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, in that twelve years, you haven't been able to tell if anyone else is lying. You're a trapper. I, I I mean I I, no, I, no, no, I no no you're you're a trapper you're like you're like one of those those notebooks a trapper keeper 
you, you like to beat around the questions and then you you you, you pounce, you you, you trap. Eh, I like it. It's good. I mean, uh, if I wasn't asking the hard questions, who would be? <laughs> Many other accredited reporters, but well, who was the last person that you did an interview with? Because hmm. you seem like a, a a tough nut to crack, you know. Well, I'm not tough. I uh, I'm a nut. Maybe not too tough. I had a good interview with uh, uh, Stephen Colbert. Oh, yeah? What were you yeah, guys talking fun. about? We were talking about my Bernie Sanders impression and uh, how even though I you know, uh, I like him, I like Bernie Sanders, I, uh, I, hate, I hate SNL. I hate working there. Yeah. When you did that interview, actually, like Bernie was still in the race. How do you feel yeah. now that he's like out of the race? Uh, uh. Because obviously so he's, probably, uh, no. he's probably not going to run again, you know. I, oh God, I, I hope not. You know, not not so good maybe for the country, but uh, I get my Saturdays free again. No one's calling me, asking me to do uh, impressions. Uh, you know, it's uh, but it's bad, you know, for the for the world. I I, I, I get that. Yeah, it, so for like, me. <laughs> I mean, you're rich, so I mean, I'm sure you benefit from the current administration. Why do they call it administration? Where's that word come from? I, I, I don't know. You administer the law. You administer policies. It's uh, are there administrative assistants? Uh, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what would you call them? Hmm. Executors. Executors. Yeah, it's the executive branch. So you got the executors and you got the, uh, uh, you know, the execution. That's what it is. It's not an administration. It's an execution. Okay. Um, have you ever thought of running for office yourself? <laughs> you're, you're, you're not going to believe this. I was I was student student body president at Midwood High School. Okay. I, I, I was. I, I represented the school. Uh, in Midwood, it was it was it was uh, forty eight Ashkenazi Jews that uh, uh, had nothing nothing better to do but uh, talk about what we were going to change about the public school in, in two years, and uh, I ran it. I, I did a pretty 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 good job. Now, yeah, as you said, you grew up in Brooklyn. Do you miss Brooklyn? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not, it's not the same anymore. Everyone, you know. I mean, I mean, you you've lived in LA now for years. Like when you come back, like you you're saying you you got to come fly back and forth for SNL. Do you ever like visit your old stomping grounds in like Sheepshead Bay? No. Oh, what, what am I no. going to Sheepshead Bay for? Go and what, get a lobster roll? No, nah, it's fine. I'm done. It, it's not the same. I don't want to go hang out with a bunch of uh, old Russian Jews who, you know, just want to uh, talk about the sand in their shoes. I, yeah. I like to socialize alone. I like to go places where people don't remember me. And I fit in in New York. You know, everyone looks like me. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot of old Jews in New York, for sure. Where, where do, Where's your go-to spots where you know that people won't notice you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Yeah. You're you're, you're going to Israel? No one notices me in Tel Aviv. Nobody. Really? Yeah, I look like every fourth person there. It's like uh, me and a, a two hundred thousand Hyman Roth. 
Do you speak Hebrew? No. Wait, I can, <laughs> I can, you know, but uh, no. So, so you you go to Israel, but you don't speak Hebrew, just so you can like get away from people. Pretty smart, right? I mean, it, it's, it sounds like it would be really hard to get anything you need to get over there if you don't speak Hebrew. Well, what do you need to get? You know, you, you point at something, you say, uh, you know, I want the lotion. You, you go, you, you point at a couple falafels. You, uh, you know, don't need, don't need anything. Now, as a now, I, I, oh, no, I just oh, I will say, uh, the, the women in Tel Aviv are uh, pretty nice. I can imagine, you know, there's a lot of beautiful Israeli women out there. Now, as why is a, that? It, why why is that? I don't yeah, know. M- must it, uh, be the sun. I think it's uh, all the American Jews were, uh, you know, sort of uh, bred amongst themselves, uh, making us ninety eight percent Ashkenazi. And the Israelis, they come from all over. So you got the Sephardic, you got you got, you got Ethiopian Jews in Israel. You got Jews. So wait, are, are 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 you are you saying that we're the reject Jews? Oh, a hundred percent. 100%. Look at, you know, look at us. Look at, look at me. Look at, you know, Streisand. Look at, you know, we look terrible. Name, name me I five. Mean, I, I, wouldn't, name, I wouldn't say Barbara Streisand looks terrible. Name me five hot American Jews. Only five hot American Jews? Also, Barbara, she's been on the show. Friend of the podcast. Yeah, I grew up with her. She's a, Were you guys yeah, friends? She's a funny girl. Yeah, we did, yeah, we did basket houses in the 50s. In the 50s? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's that's a while ago. I can't even like imagine what it was like to live in New York in the fifties. Uh, cold. I was about to say you, you can't say pretty good. <laughs> no, it was it wasn't pretty good. It was cold, you know. But uh, yeah, people hated the Jews. Uh, Jews hated everyone else. It was a different time. Now, uh, what I was trying to ask before is, as a person who, before all this, liked to self isolate. What advice can you give to our listeners about how to, like, enjoy self-isolation? Massage chair. Massage Massa- chair? Yeah, get a massage chair. And, and not one of the, you know, the little dinky ones. Get, get a full-body massage chair. One where you just you just strap in and you, you just you lay back. And you, uh, sorry, that's 10 hours of your day is in that chair. 10 hours. Easy. Ten hours in the massage chair. You, you don't get like bruises. I feel well, like that would be like a the lot. The massage chair takes care of the bruises. That's the that's that's the joy of it. You you sit in the massage chair. You know you have a little uh, uh, mimosa. You know uh, you you watch you know, the Jordan documentary and you're good. What what about for my listeners that can't afford a massage chair? Because hmm. a lot of people are out of work right now. Floss. You're gonna need a lot of floss. floss. Yeah, you're gonna need a lot of floss. Like dental, dental floss? floss? Yeah, yeah. Make sure you take care of your teeth like three, four times a day. It'll keep you occupied. Think, give you something to look forward to. Every every two, three hours, you're thinking about your uh, dental hygiene. I mean, I guess like self-care is important. And like you can focus on it more that now that you have the free time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Okay. Have you been exercising? I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm an agreeable person. People don't think that about me. I'm very agreeable. I I mean you you always seem like a complainer, so I'm I'm always nervous if you like when you you do that you're like I don't feel like talking about this anymore and you go eh. no, no. no I'm not I'm not a complainer I'm an observer 
I see things. I see things in the world and I point them out and I point them out as they are. And people, they, they, they like that. I'm a joy at a party. I'm, I'm fun at a party. I, I mean, I, I've never heard of you as like the life of the party. No one's ever described you that way. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I guess I have been the death of a few parties. <laughs> what was a party that you were the death of? Uh, Richard Lewis. Uh, he had a, a big, you know, big 70th birthday party, and he he wanted to have the arcade fire and 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 Scarlett Johansson uh, over. And I said, Richard, you're too old for this. But we, you know, we go to the party, and uh, I'm hanging out with arcade fire in the back. And uh, we start talking about the hors d'oeuvres, and uh, they say that they don't eat uh, crab unless they can pick it themselves. And I said, well, what, do you, what do you need to pick the crabs for? It's the, the crabs are the ones going to be clean. You don't know, you know if the crab is going to be cleaned or not. And they said that you know, they, they refuse, and, and I said, uh, that's, that, that's, that's patently insane. All right, I, I help choose the crab, have the crab, and uh, – so wait, I, got that, out. I was about to say, that doesn't sound like the life of the party. That sounds like you're complaining. I got kicked out. Okay, I got kicked, I got kicked out of the party. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it was, it, it, it was fun. People remember it. They remember me. I mean, for sure. I mean, you're quite an unforgettable person. You know, you know how I'm the life of the party? You go to a party and you hear Larry David uh, left through the bathroom. Larry David had a, had a blow up. Uh, over toilet paper and you leave and now you have a memory you you have more life from that party for sure all right larry well we've reached the part of the show where we like to do a few speed rounds we play a couple games on the show the first game we like to play is fuck mary kill basically i have three (laughs) names listed and you tell me which category you'd put each name into okay sounds great all right the first name is jerry seinfeld second name Cosmo Kramer, third name, George Costanza. Obviously, they're all names from your very popular show, Seinfeld. Well, you know, I think you gotta, you gotta fuck Kramer. Kramer, Kramer's a blast. He's fun. You know, you never know what's gonna come with him. He's long. You know, uh, he's lanky. He's got that that chain. He's got that 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 full hair. Yeah, I'm fucking Kramer. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm killing, I'm killing George. George is, George is dead. I want him. I want. I want him dead. George. He's. 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 He. He. He's me. What other opportunity do I have to kill myself than to do it through a character? Because I would never actually do it because I'm a coward. All right. Well, uh, Jason Alexander, you've been killed. Um, and so you're marrying Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, we were practically married in the 90s anyway. Fair enough. All right. Well, the next game we like to play here is a little bit of word association. Basically, I have a list of words, and you I'll say a word. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. First word. Wash. Pants. Touch. Myself. Shake. <laughs> Myself. Cough. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah. Thank. Uh, overrated. Greet. Dead. No more. Pay. Pay. 
you know, for, for Corvette. Tip. Good tipper. I'm a, I'm a good tipper. Most people don't know that about me. I'm a pretty good tipper, and uh, they think that I, I wouldn't be because I, I do like to gripe. But I like to let people know, uh, you know, 40%, 50%, you earned it. TV. Friends. And laugh. Ted. I almost said Ted Danson. Oh, what's wrong with me? Oh, jeez. I, I, I gotta call my therapist. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Larry David for stopping by. Larry, is there anything you want to say to our listeners before you head out? No. No? No. You're the you're, you're the first person that I've ever had on the show that has said straight up no there. What are we gonna say? We just talked. They they heard. They I've been been on TV for. 30 years what else am i gonna say all right well that's about all we have time for i want to thank larry for stopping by and i want to thank you all for listening and we will see you all next time again for listening to the yes and i am podcast this podcast has been completely improvised so instead of having the actual larry david with us here today has been my buddy benjamin cohen how's it going ben hey aaron (laughs) so uh larry david yeah thank you for that um i don't know Uh, if you couldn't tell by uh benjamin's name he is a very jewish man (laughs) I i thought he would appreciate uh, Larry David, a very Jewish man. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Are, are you not? My grandparents' names were Cohen, Greenberg, Kramer, and Stein. So I'm about as Ashkenazi as they come. I mean, and uh, you know, uh, Larry David, kind of a legend in our community. He's you know one of, somehow he's one of the few that hasn't gotten uh, you know in trouble and and been been labeled too problematic yet. So yeah, we still love him. Has Jerry been labeled too problematic yet? Uh, he, yeah, he dated a 19-year-old. Wait, he did? Yeah, when he was like, I think it's still the woman he's with, but he was like way old, his, uh, like 40s, something like that. Whoa, how have I never heard about this? PR, but there was there was a comedy bit last year, a guy did an impression of him at the cellar, I think, and he just went on and on about uh, his teenage girlfriend and uh, yeah. That's so weird. I know. Oh, Jerry, what are you doing? Uh, but I think Larry's like everything that is, the, everything we know about him is kind of like in this front and center. So it's not like much surprises us about him. With Larry David or Jerry Seinfeld? With Larry. With Larry. Yeah, I mean, he he like he's made two TV shows about his life. Yeah. And, and very, like, brutal to himself, where Seinfeld's always kind of the hero of Seinfeld. Uh, but, yeah, Larry's been... No, you know, Jason again, Alexander is, like, a very... Like, not Jason Alexander, uh, George Costanza. George. Uh, is a very kind of toxic masculine character. Oh, totally. <laughs> but we, I think morally, we always kind of recognize that. Like, we know that he's bad. <laughs> it, it's just, like, you know, it, it's interesting because, like... Why Why would you want to, like, paint yourself in such a negative way? I guess because it's funny, right? I don't know. I mean, it, he also came from the Woody Allen school of, of comedy, which is also now where, where it's like, ugh, 
You're hiding. Oh, yeah. I was about to you're, say. You're, you're hiding in plain prob- sight. Problematic yeah. Jews. Which I recognize now in my Larry David impression. I mixed up his history with Woody Allen's history. Woody Allen was at the basket houses with Barbra Streisand, not Larry David, who was much younger. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't remember, like, uh, my research, Larry David, uh, you know, he grew up in Sheephead Bay, a yeah. very Jewish community. Yes. Which isn't too far from you, right? No, like, not at all. That's not far from Bay Ridge. Yeah, I'm pretty close to, to that. Not close to me. That's why we finally were able to make this work, is because <laughs> oh. we're doing it digitally. You asked me to, to come to Queens, I was like, eh, eh. Queens, like, there's a there's a Jewish population in Queens, but you have to go all the way out to like Rego Park slash Forest Hills area, and that's right. where all the Jews are. Like, there's really no Jews around where I am. You know, it's funny. I didn't really grow up around Jews. I'm from Atlanta. What, what would you? What were you doing in Atlanta? Like, I I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't grow up around Jews either. My my like hometown is very Catholic. Right. Oh, I mean, there were, I, like, I had a temple. It was a super liberal reconstructionist temple. Uh, and there were maybe, like, 10, 10 15 Jews in my high school. Um, but, like... That's more than mine. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's an urban population. Like, there should be. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my grandfather lived there. He was actually, uh, he worked for CDC. Um, oh, wow. So he was, like, epidemiologist. Like, dealing oh, with wait, this really? type of stuff. Are, are you no, like, serious? No, legitimately. Wow, how current of a topic. Yeah, I know. Like, he literally was, like, working on um, uh, preventing malaria in World War II and then polio afterwards. Like, um, uh, yeah, this this was something he, he was, he would have, he would have been working directly in this if he was still alive. So you're saying your grandpa is rolling over in his grave right now? I don't know if he could roll over. He was pretty, he was pretty chunky by the time he, he passed, <laughs> but yeah, he wouldn't be happy. No, What's up with old Jews always getting fat? I don't, it's the belly. Uh, it's the maybe it's the pastrami. You know, we give. Oh, it could be bad backs. Oh, don't even tell me about bad backs. I've been I, physical therapy. Like I've had physical the therapy twice. Months. I've had it twice. I've had surgery on my back. I've been oh, like very geez. public about this. Yes. What did you have? I uh, just uh, <laughs> this is so out of left field, but uh, I had uh, two discs burst in my back. So oh, I had a herniated had, disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my my two discs extruded, so that's when herniated discs go way, way back. Right, right. And just like the the filling, I I don't like calling it the filling, but the filling of the disc is just squirts out. <laughs> like a gusher no well literally my surgeon described it to me as a jelly donut and the jelly (laughs) came out i'm like great i got sufganio in my back (laughs) what a surgeon (laughs) also said surgeon went to my synagogue Uh um yeah, so I uh, I grew up in Atlanta, um, uh, and then like it, it's weird. It's like when I when I came to New York, I almost felt like it was uh, like Superman going back to Krypton. Like so much <laughs> of my so much of my personality in Atlanta was like, hey, I'm different because I'm Jewish. And then I came up here, and everyone was like, yeah, okay, get in line. Oh my god, same. Like, <laughs> uh, so I grew up in Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah, and Rhode Island is known for like italians yeah italians and irish people just all catholic and like there was one year where i was the only jewish kid in my school and then my brother came the next year and then there was two of us (laughs) 
Did you get bullied for it? Oh, for sure. You yeah. know, um, you, like you got like the whole like, cause there was like some really, really like religious people that were like convinced that I was going to hell because I didn't like believe in Jesus. Did you tell them we don't believe in hell? Um, yeah, but also I like, I was offended because like, I felt like <laughs> that was like, I mean, why would you wish that upon people? You know, yeah. why would you like perfectly good people? You'd be like, yeah, you're going to hell though. What? <laughs> Funnier thing, those two people that did that, uh, both gay now, both out of the closet, and I'm like, makes sense. There was some repressed feelings there they that were, they were putting they were into religion. Yeah, well, good for them, you know. Uh, I mean, sorry not good for that them. You, that. Yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. that you dealt with that. I mean, maybe there'll be an apology somewhere down the line. <laughs> <laughs> but this was like on a chorus trip that happened. Like so, I was already like. Who gets bullied on the chorus trip? Exactly. (laughs) I was already in the group of people that gets bullied, and I was getting bullied by them. Jesus. I know. Make fun, but like, yeah, you you got bullied by the. I mean, it makes sense. It's the, it's the, it's the the circle of life with Jesus. Exactly. It was Jesus's fault. Fucking Jesus! Why did you have to like exist and make people so mean? It's it's a shame. You know, he could have been our most famous Jew. I mean, do you think Jesus is rolling over in his grave right now? <laughs> or, or is he too fat? Yeah, Jesus, he had the bad back. Uh, he had multiple herniated discs. I, I think uh, our representation of Jesus on the cross is so far off. Like, he definitely had a gut. Well, he, we think he was emaciated because he was starved on the cross. That's like, what, fasting for four days? I mean, he yeah. was, you know. You can't lose your gut in four days. No, I if tried. I lose, yeah, I was going to say, if I could lose my gut in four days, like, I would be, like, fasting like nobody's business. No. Oh, I would, I would, I would, I would become Muslim. I would, I would do what? Ramadan. Like, what, what did Jesus eat? He ate, like, bread, fish, and wine. Like, there's no vegetables in there. I think he had like a dessert preference. <laughs> what would Jesus's dessert Jesus, preference? He was, be? A, he was a he was a big fig guy. I mean, he that makes sense. Into figs. Yeah, I mean, like figs are super sugary too. Like yeah, they are. Yeah, you like you just eat figs, you get fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, um, and do you have any like personal experiences with Larry David? Oh. Um, no, I was trying to think, cause I, I have personal experience with Woody Allen and with, um, <laughs> yeah, Woody Allen, Larry David, same, person. same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. Uh, and like, I've been to SNL before, now I'm just dropping experiences, but no, I, I never nice. went when Larry was there. Uh, You've so been no, to I, SNL? Were you like in the audience or were you like, yeah, I was in the audience. Okay. No, 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 I was in the audience. I was like, oh, wow, I'm learning a lot about my no, big no, timing me. No, no, no. He's like, yeah, Lauren brought me in for a couple of auditions. He said next season might be my season. Well, one, one time I offered Lauren Michaels coffee at a catering event, so there's that. But absolutely, ah. I have no relationship with, with any of these people. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, like, do you have, like, a favorite Larry David moment? Well, that thing about sneaking out of a bathroom uh, during a, a fundraiser is a story that I heard about him on Martha's Vineyard. Uh, I, I know someone who knew someone who said that he got bored in the middle of the fundraiser and just left through the bathroom window. I don't know if that's true, but I love it. 
That is amazing. I, yeah. I like I I so want that to be true because that sounds like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, totally. And I also like I like my in, in my head, I like I hear him, I see him doing that, and I hear you know. <laughs> yeah, I I think my absolute favorite thing about him is that he is like actual friends and golf buddies with Barack Obama. Really? And, like, I think that's incredible. Like they go golfing and like he's talked about how Obama is as a golfer and how like Obama, if he messes up and he gets in the in the sand, he stays cool and collected. He never loses it. Where Larry, when he messes up once, he just like, freaks out. And he was like, that's how you know if someone has a temperament for a real job. <laughs> the thing with like Larry is I can't imagine him being a good golfer. Like well, he he's says that the he greatest of his, shape. Yeah, he says that he sucks at his hobby. Yeah, and like Obama's in great shape. You oh, know? incredible! He's out like, there. So if, like Obama hits it in the sand. He's still probably like two strokes up from Larry, <laughs> at least. But I just love that Obama, with all of his like even-keeled, generally hopeful, positive energy, is like, you you know who I want around? I want Larry. Like I need that guy to be around. Like, but the thing is. With that though, is it makes Joe Biden make so much more sense? Yeah, I mean, is it a feeling it, of superiority? Like I feel it, smarter than Joe. I like the thing is like with that is just like, oh, Obama's friends with Larry David. Yeah, Joe Biden makes sense. Yeah, I, I see this now. Yeah, like it's like, oh, okay, you need that old like curmudgeonly old white dude that's like will be funny from time to time that's right. who you want around Ugh, i wish yeah i wish i had better okay staying away from from that no no uh, it, it's completely no, just, fine it's fine at this point of a podcast no i just i wish i had better feelings about uh biden right now but obviously oh, same. you know obviously you, know, you vote for the democrat but it's he's not made it easy uh, on oh no oh, for sure i mean i i was big on the bernie boat i was big on the elizabeth warren boat i um, was warren yeah, no, I was Warren, and then I went to Bernie once Warren dry ups out. I so okay, but just real quick, back to Obama. I just, for the record, I like, I I have absolutely no desire for notoriety or uh, uh, fame. Attention actually kind of freaks me out, even though I obviously perform on stages sometimes. But uh, wait, or power, like I don't want that. But I do have to say, if you are the former president and you can literally like text Steph Curry and be like, come play golf with me. And he'll just come. That's awesome. Like it is pretty cool. Probably one of the only people that is on a first name basis with like Jay-Z and Beyonce casually, you know, but also like shows and vice like, versa. <laughs> what kind of president you are too, though, because like, it makes me also like, so for the listeners out there, uh, Ben and I are both part of a web series called NFL Fan Therapy. Uh-huh. So so the, the two of us, like, talk sports quite a bit. Um, and the thing is, like, what it's like, what president is asking which athlete? You know, like, oh, we, all, we all know that Trump is close with Tom Brady, which is super weird. Um, but, like, who's George W. Bush asking to play golf with him? Well, he was a baseball guy, right? Because he owned yeah, the, he owned uh, the Rangers or the the Rangers, right? Yeah. So he probably would have been like, uh, uh, not like a Chipper Jones, but like <laughs> would he have been like a John Rocker guy? No, 
Uh, I, I, don't, would, I don't know. He, yeah, I mean, he's not asking Yankees, but he. he yeah, no, he, he was a terrible like baseball owner too. Oh, that like they, yeah, for sure. They they made him like sell the team. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, I imagine like you're you're looking at probably baseball and football for him. Currently, we're talking MMA. Uh, I mean, he's even do, had do, do, uh, a couple think, boxers. As I was say, do you think George W. Bush is like friends with like Jerry Jones? Ooh, that seems like a natural friendship, right? Yeah. I They're feel both like, like big Texas guys. I mean, the Bushes are like big oil people. It makes sense. Right. But I don't see like Tony Romo playing golf with George W. Bush. Well, he's a lot like, better. George w. Than, yeah. He's actually George good W. At Bush golf. doesn't seem like he'd be cool. Like, no, he didn't seem I, like he'd I be fun understood. to play with. I mean, I never understood that. Like, I, I mean, maybe it just shows my own political divide and cultural divide with, like, the rest of the country. But, like, I never understood that he'd be a fun guy to have a beer with. Because, uh, like, number one, he doesn't drink. And number two, like, I just... He, Wait, I which know. one? George W. Bush doesn't drink? No, W's clean. I didn't know that. I know Trump doesn't drink, which is the yeah. weirdest thing. W is in recovery. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I do remember that because he had a pill problem. Yeah, that was Coke. the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's so weird. Um, and like, yes, yeah, so I just I don't know. I mean, but again, like this. I mean, this is what's weird about politics is how much, how much we associate personality with the job. Because uh, like, you know, for me, I obviously am like, whoa, Obama likes Bob Dylan in basketball. He must agree with me politically. And it's like, yeah, well, he also sent drones on little kids in Sudan and uh, yeah. Yemen. And I'm like, no, no, he likes Bob Dylan. Shut up. Shut up. I mean. Trump, as I said, Trump likes the Patriots, and I'm from New England, Oof. and that makes me so upset. Could you imagine being from Queens and liking the Patriots, though? Um, it, it, it's it's you tough. know what I mean. Like, even at the most fundamental level, he's a shyster. Oh, oh, oh! You're saying that Trump being from Queens? I thought you were talking exactly. about exactly. No, uh, I'm saying I'm saying Trump being from Queens, even at the most fundamental bare bones level, still a shyster. Yeah, I mean. Um, I'm sure like the like uh the Maras aren't happy with him being a Patriots fan. Yeah. Um, I mean also it's like you like New York's got great teams, you know? Well they got the Yankees. That's that's three quarters of their greatness. Otherwise I mean, you're looking won, at a, they, they, they won, won two, two Super, Bowls. Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah, but they won two Super Bowls on nine and seven records and then were sub five hundred almost every other year for twenty look, I'm you know I'm from Atlanta, so you know that I'm gonna I still take the cake as like worst sports city most of the time. But I do think New York is like it's a little like the Knicks are not a great franchise. The Nets are new and still not great. The uh Mets are really bad franchise historically the rangers are mediocre to good and the islanders I mean, have won really good four years i mean the rangers made it to a cup in the past like they've won a few years yeah yeah they yeah yeah so they, it's, it, it, it's not a it's not a boston or a la which i get are like these sports cities uh it's not even a bay area which is significantly better you know how, how do you feel about the bay area losing the raiders so it's weird. So I, I, this I, is completely out of left field, but I've been yeah. dying to talk about sports while in this <laughs> fucking quarantine. I know. Do any of your listeners care about this? Um, I don't know. We our last episode like uh, was Brian Jackson playing Larry Bird, so <laughs> which was amazing. Oh, he I'm like sure it was. he 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 went on a like <laughs> like a ten minute bit about how 
Larry br- makes breakfast every day, and it's like this ten course meal that takes from like five a.m. till two p.m. Yeah, because he's and on the that... farm, right? He's got he's yeah. got a farm at all himself. Yep. Um, what do I think about the Raiders? The Raiders, uh, I don't have a strong opinion. I mean, it's it, I think it's good that they're finally out of California because I think it was stupid to have them going back and forth between LA and Oakland. But it's also weird because they're still one of the most internationally recognized sports franchises, period. And yet they don't have local fan bases. And that's just really, really weird. Yeah, but they got like a lot of fans. Yeah, I, I'm saying it's super weird that like uh, what other team has switched cities and remained a massive global franchise the la rams (laughs) they're not even liked in la right yeah yeah no that that one goes out to all my nfl fan therapy (laughs) listeners out there i am the la rams fan god Um, i I love i love watching the la rams though like there's something so like young and fun about them that like they, like it, it can be a team for the millennials, you know. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. You know, my football tolerance has gone like down every single year. Um, oh, for sure. Same here. Yeah, um, I mean, I I like it. I like the way they play, but like, yeah, I get frustrated so much more quickly, and I get fed up with it so much. Oh, so much I get I get fed up because of the politics of football. Same. God, this is such a political episode. I know. Uh, I told, I told you. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, it's the it's the nature of the beast right now. We're all in quarantine. Um, I know. Do, how would you feel if you were quarantined with Larry David? Oh, that would be a nightmare. I think truly. Well, on the what flip side, happen? hold on, hold on, or hold on. Are we quarantined at my Brooklyn apartment? It's just me and Larry David, or are we at his house in L.A.? Yeah, you're not at his mansion. Fuck. <laughs> Because if you're at his mansion, that's like it's a no great. Yeah. Like, you're in like you're in a fucking apartment complex and you got like oh, half incredible. of it to yourself. Um well I mean if, for the record, I also think Larry is probably significantly nicer, calmer, and more mature than his characters. I think that he is still playing a hyperbolic version of himself. In fact, but you did obviously... say he climbed out of a window at a party. It's a story I heard. <laughs> It's a story I heard, and it's also not super far from something I might do. But, like, yeah, I, I, I think that it would not be a fun experience because I do think he is paranoid about, like, hygiene and dental stuff. And uh, I also think that, like, he's argumentative to a point that I would – because I also like to be right a lot or feel right, and so I think that would be frustrating. I mean, my dad is, like, he's not like Larry David, but he's, like, a little like Larry David, and I love him, like, so much. But after three days in the same place, yeah, we start bickering like that. Sounds about right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sounds familiar. For sure. Uh, so, Ben, you're a comedian, actor in the New York City area. I know I usually ask my guests what they have going on, but uh, since we're all in quarantine, do you have any stuff that people can check out these days? <laughs> Well, if you want to check out my older stuff, you can always check out the realbencohen.com or follow me on Twitter at T-H-A, realbencohen. Um, but I, in addition to doing like NFL fan therapy videos, which we've still been doing in isolation and are actually really fun doing those cell phone ones. Oh, for um, sure. There's I'm, one where you yeah. burned money? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was being, uh, I, I, was, I was poking fun at the Falcons ownership. So yeah, I burned some money and I threw away a bottle of champagne nice um the uh but if you want to like um 
I, so I, I can't directly plug this because I actually don't know when the next show is, but I do a monthly show called Air Punch, and they've been planning on doing it on one of the like Twitch channels or something. So if that bounces around somewhere, probably on Twitch, that's a, a good old-fashioned improv show. And then this is a little bit more long-term, but I'm currently writing a graphic novel, and I'm hoping to have it published and sold within a year. That's sort of the time frame I'm looking at. So oh, very cool. If that happens, please buy that. It's going to be oh, fantastic. For sure. I, I, it's I love a, that. Yeah, it's a comedy about uh, mental health and uh, basketball. So I think it'll... Uh, it, it'll ties it all lot. together. Yeah, it ties a lot of my own things together. Very cool. So if anyone wants to find all your dates, details, when all this stuff is going to come out, where can they look for that? I will, for sure, I'll be posting about it on my Twitter and on my website. I think those would be the, the best places. Um, yeah. And what's your Twitter one more time? T-H-A, Real Ben Cohen. So, Sa Real Ben Cohen. All right. And if you want to find us, we're on Instagram at YesAndIAm. I'll post a picture of me and Ben there. You can find them easily that way. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you're in quarantine right now, you got a little more extra time leave us a little rating and review because it helps more people find the podcast and it keeps us happy because we're always looking for more listeners thank you again for listening and we will see you all next time